fame jockey Gary Stevens. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Thank you to our broadcast sponsor, Larson's Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm in the studio and I have Bonnie Heath from Bonnie Heath Farm and Brian Cox from New Millennium Realty. I'm fortunate enough to be a realtor with my license listed with Brian and uh, that's a wonderful experience. I think all realtors who should have, especially in the farm world, because he takes extra good care. I've seen him clean toilets and pressure wash houses and muck barns so that when people arrive to their new home that it looks the way it should look so and I have personally seen him clean toilets not that that's his claim to fame but he's a good guy but we did it (laughs) we did it yeah (laughs) Yeah. so we're talking a little bit about needles and um, he was a cantankerous kind of a horse he was he was didn't he refuse to breeze coming up to the Kentucky Derby? he was a naughty boy right God bless you Fontaine as trainer because he knew the horse and he knew when to ask him and how to ask him, that kind of stuff. They actually uh, they chased him with a broom for, you know, tried to get him to work. He uh, had to bought a bull whip and they would crack it and walk along behind it. They would hit him with it, but they would make They'd the noise. Crack it, yeah. and, and he'd go about four steps turn and look like, come on, you know, let's, <laughs> he, he'd play the game with him. He was just, he was a brilliant horse, he really was. But he wouldn't work until he wanted to work. And they knew that. And so coming up to the Derby, he'd won the Florida Derby in Flamingo. Um, and he was a favorite for the Kentucky Derby, but there was a six-week break, and no horse had done that for a long, long time off a six-week break, and they were going to do off the works. So um, they had him scheduled to breeze the Saturday before, week before, but the eighth day before, on that Friday before that, uh, David Erb, who was his jockey, David's on him, and he, he looks at Fontaine, he said, boss, he said, this horse is right, we need to go today. He says, you know how he is, we need to go. Fontaine says, no, I promised the press that I'd wait till tomorrow. Well, they waited till the next day, and he worked like a pig. I mean, he just, he fiddled around. And I don't know what, what the time was, but I, it was, I could probably go that fast. And so he, he got nothing out of it. So he comes, oh, back, yeah, he comes back, he was a mile and a quarter and 220, two I don't know, it doesn't make any difference, it was, it was slow. So he gets nothing out of it. So it comes derby time, and He's, he drew the one hole. He had saddle cloth three, but there were a couple of entries, so he had the, had the rail, which was not a favorite place to be. Right. They asked old Fontaine, he said, How, what do you think about the one hole? He says, I love it. They said, what do you mean you love it? He says, it's the only damn hole I'm going to get. He says, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So, yeah, I'll take it. So uh, David says, you know, the horse hadn't run for six weeks, so he's sharp. He's a stretch runner, so you don't want him up on the lead, but he's sharp because he hadn't run. So when they, when they pop the latch, here comes Needles, and all of a sudden he's about to be on the lead. So David has to reach up and take a hold of him. And he says, you know, he was the kind of horse that you never knew. If you got a hold of him, maybe he's gonna give you anything later on. But anyway, he, he got, got a hold of him, and going down the backside, he's 24 lengths behind, 25 or whatever it was. He's got, I think he's got one horse beat. But that was his style. Put my mother in the hospital. I was going to say, <laughs> I'd have to go in the bathroom and, and pray. Well, yeah, and she, and <laughs> I couldn't she, watch. Yeah, and she knew she knew his style, but it was just. It it's got to make you feel sick, yeah. even if you know his style. You know yeah. you're feeling sick. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> But, I'd be like Mark Cassie, you know, Mark Cassie doesn't like watching his own races, yeah. he goes in the bathroom. That would be me, I'd be like, I'm looking at Tell me when he wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, so down the backside, you know, Davis is, he said, it doesn't really make any difference what I do. He said, I, 
hit him on top of the head with the butt. Or, it, it doesn't make any difference. He said, we're going along. And he said, I'm doing whatever I can do. And I said, all of a sudden, I, he said, I feel him grab that bit. And he said, my God, here we go. And he said, it was started right. I mean, they're in and out, and they're in and out. And if you watch the video, try to find that old video of the 56 Derby and watch the last 100 yards because he's running down Fabius, who's the Calumet horse. And the, the instant he passes Fabius, about two more jumps is the wire, and he's on his proper lead. Stands are over here, and he makes he hits the wire. He sees the flash, and he swaps to his wrong lead, pricks his ears, and he looks at the at the crowd like, "Did you see that? Did you see it?" When you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Smart guy. Very, yeah, very big. So anyway, he's knocked out. Uh, David said for the Preakness, he just he wasn't there. He just. He ran well. I you mean, think he, ran, he was just tired, yeah. so close? He, he was just wrung out because he hadn't yeah. been working. He'd been no. fiddling around. Yeah. yeah. And that's so close. Yeah. I mean, two weeks is yeah. not long enough. Well, I, I, I don't, back then, you know, he ran 11 times as a two-year-old. Oh. I mean, so he... So he was used to running pretty regularly. He didn't even win. He was just fiddling around. But anyway, so, he run, but he runs second. He runs good enough to run second. Got beat a length in three quarters, I think. Mm -hmm. But came back three weeks later and won the, won the Belmont, so... Um, and that's a heck of a distance. Yeah, mile and a half. Mile and but, half. But yeah. you know, it is now. Um, back then, that was just Not a, so that was the distance. That was distance. You know, horses, uh, I, I got tickled at an advertisement. Somebody was advertising a stud not long ago. Just, he could go a mile. Well, he's a thoroughbred. You, you ought to go two miles. But anyway, that's that's what we're up against nowadays. But, uh, he, he, was, he was a clown. He, uh, uh, he had a chance to go to Chicago after that during the summer. I don't remember the month to make any difference. And Swoon Son, who was a, really a good horse, was in Chicago at Arlington. And David Erb actually rode him also. And uh, I think the guy's name was Wilson. I'm not sure that owned Swoon Son. Because uh, David was, he was beside him, so I didn't know what to, who to ride. And, and uh, the gentleman said, David, you need to ride your derby horse. Yeah, that, that's where you belong in right area, which was a nice and wonderful thing to do. Well, Swoon Sun beat us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, beat us pretty good. And, and uh, my dad taught me a lesson. He said, don't, don't always be eager to go looking for somebody. He said, because it doesn't always turn out like you think it's going to turn out. He, he gave me an old Damon Runyon quote, which I, I guess I can put on the show, can I? Of course. Okay. It was to the, he, he told me that, if a, if a person tells you that they can cut the jack of spades out of a deck of card, cards and that jack of spades will piss apple juice in your ear, he says, get ready to have an earful of apple juice. <laughs> yeah. well, one, of my, one of my childhood lessons. Good lesson. Yeah, it was. It was. But so what was it like to be in the family and, and to be involved with this horse? It has to have been like, for you, you must have been like, Kind of like star shot, kind of. Well, I, I, you know, I was I was six, so uh, you know, I'm playing, I'm doing, I'm doing whatever six-year-old kids do. I had my buddies in Lauderdale. We came to Ocala, I had to meet new friends, but uh, uh, instantly got a lot of friends. I don't know if it's because of the horse or because they like me, but it's probably probably because they like the horse. But uh, it it was fabulous. You know, my parents were gone a lot uh, watching the horse run, but it was it was a a once-in-a-lifetime deal, and. Uh, I, I wouldn't try Something interesting happened <clears throat> later on in the year. Uh, Needles was invited to come on to the field at University of Florida homecoming game. I'm, I'm not making this up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think it was early December against the University of Miami. 
And so Fontaine calls David, the jockey, and says, David, he tells him what they're going to do. They're going to take the horse on the field at halftime of the football game. And David said, sure what? You're going to bring a bucket. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th I think everybody was, yeah. the, I think they got the ace out for that deal. But, oh, yeah. yeah but, but anyway, it, they did it, and, and it was it was probably a little dicey. There's a, there's a film on, on uh, I think it was on YouTube a few years ago. I don't know if it's still out there, but he actually went on the field. What year was that in? 56. Okay. Late, late Same 56. year. How cool is that? Yeah. And then he is the only horse I know of to ever receive a letter blank. <clears throat> you can't give a horse a jacket or a sweater. You get a, he, ha he has two. You know, he's, he's, I don't know how many horses that have one. He has two. He has one from the University of Florida, and he has one from Oklahoma A&M, which is where my folks went to school. And it's now Oklahoma State, which is where I went to school. So he has two. Two. Yep. And they're out at uh, at the FQBOA. All his trophy and, his and blankets trophy and, all, and all, that, all that good stuff's out there. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. nice. Yeah, so he's pretty You important. and me need to go out there and take some photos with all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. When I get back from Lexington. One of my parents were at that game. My, my dad started Florida in 1960, but they used to go to games. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Before that, yeah. It's pretty amazing. What an exciting, yeah. incredible career he had and a little cantankerous and a difficult start and struggling he, to he survive and, and coming back and maybe that's why he was a little bit cantankerous because he was used to he struggled as little you know as a foal yep. and um, and then to end up just so successful almost winning the triple crown yep. um, and my well, gosh being in all three of those races and succeeding just a huge, uh, huge thing to, yeah, to do. I don't know that we've been able to keep him here if he'd won the triple crown the stand stand maybe they were offered um, they were offered $250,000 from Bull Hancock at Claiborne mm -hmm. and two unraced two-year-olds who were highly at that time. And one of those two-year-olds was Roundtable. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I you know what if, what if, but you know what? It all worked out exactly like it was supposed to. Like it was and supposed I would, to. I we got that. we got more from Bonnie. We got to take a break just for a few minutes, okay. and we're going to come back and um, and we're going to wrap this story up with kind of bringing us up to to now and uh, and uh, just great. I could talk to him for hours on end. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We'll be right back.